Hello and welcome to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. It is Sunday, July 18th, 2021. I'm Benjamin Baya and joining me today, he rep- represents one half of Date Night, the video game series on YouTube. It's my uh, mischievous twin brother, John Abaya. I thought you were going to say his, my variant, but yeah. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have used that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> um, she is the author of the book of Awesome Black Americans, and she is also founder of the Just, Just Add Color at colorwebmag.com. She has written for Shadow and Act, Slash Film, Mediaversity, and countless other sites. Please welcome back Monique Jones. Hi. And also joining us, he is the creator of the million dollar underwear zine. I'm gonna keep on keep on zine. <laughs> keep on going back and forth with that word, zine and zine. Uh, and our official designated guest when it comes to Warner Brothers films, uh, <laughs> premiering on HBO HBO Max. Please welcome comedy writer and returning guest Joel Barber. Hi everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the podcast, we usually discuss the things we watch, listen, played, and read throughout the week, and we end it with a main discussion. This episode's main discussion is Marvel Studios' television series, Loki. Uh, it just ended this past week, uh, the finale for season one. So looking forward, I think um, most of us, we had an episode dedicated to like, the first couple episodes that was out uh, almost six weeks ago. Wow, it's been six weeks ago. Uh, so now we're going to go back and discuss our reactions, what we thought about the finale, um, some cool surprises here, and theories that I think majority of the internet had uh, came up with and probably met. Like uh, They were actually uh, came true, the theories. So we'll discuss that later on. But first, John, what have you been doing this week? Uh, I've been, uh, I actually got Paramount Plus. <laughs> so uh, I was like looking through all their movies and TV shows uh, just to see. Uh, I got originally because the SpongeBob movie came out and my kids really <laughs> wanted to watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Uh, I'm not going to talk about SpongeBob here. Uh, I, I am going to talk about a 20, 2020, I guess, horror love story called Spontaneous. Um, this came out uh, during the pandemic. So I, it was off my radar. I've seen like, trailer i think before it looked interesting uh the movie stars katherine logford charlie Plummer, haley law um it's basically like a coming of age movie uh about this couple uh katherine logford and charlie Plummer are playing uh myra and dylan um but while they're you know finding their love and whatnot all of a sudden their senior class one by one each of them are exploding (laughs) Uh, without any real reason, just um, a spontaneous yeah, human just, yep, combustion. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. and then they literally just explode. So, it is an R-rated film. It's a lot of blood, and that's it mostly. Like, it's a lot of blood in here, um, and it deals like with their relationship and whatnot. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I really like this film. It reminds me of those, like, I think I talked to you about, Ben, uh, like, the Faults of Our Stars and, what is it, like, those type of... Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, I think Yeah, like one. those, yeah. like, uh, about a relationship where at least one the character has, like, a disease or has cancer, and then what do you do with that? Like, how, um, how, how do you go with life knowing that this person you might be falling in love with or thinking you'll spend your whole life with might have that but they kind of do it in this odd way where 
it's just randomly exploding people and then um yeah literally there's no like they throughout the film they'll try to figure out how to stop it and whatnot but it's just randomly killing people and uh, it's only the kids in this senior class and then that's it and then um yeah i i won't yeah i don't really want to ruin anything but i think it's one of these films like i watched this with my son and he's 12 years old and he liked the message about it very it's towards the very ending uh if you watch those type of films like fault of was it my fault uh, uh, of our stars yeah and those type of films uh they have like the same message but i think this one does it a little bit different because of that aspect that people are just spontaneously exploding and it's one of these films too that i felt i cared for all the characters that in here and then there's this intense that intensity where you're like what if this happens to the main character like like a thing and then uh, just have that throughout the whole film like just all of a sudden these characters explode anyone can explode and just getting to know them and like you're actually invested of the uh, all the relationships of all these characters and just seeing it I was like oh man I really kind of care about what will happen to this person I like I, I hope they make it out of high school or you know whatnot and it is a mer- metaphor for something that I won't say, but it's very, I think it's powerful. Like it's very, you, I don't see these type of films and especially it's in the backdrop of like a quote unquote, like horror movie, like, uh, they, because of the blood and the exploding, I, that's why category, category as a, as a horror film. Uh, if it was like, oh, they just disappear, <laughs> like, you know, from like the, uh, like, what do you call that? Like the leftovers with their clothes just floating. I probably wouldn't even categorize like that because it's not violent. But because it had that backdrop and then um, it just made me more interested and in just uh, about the story. And it felt very short. I, I don't know why, but it's like uh, I, the, the movie's an hour and 41 minutes. But I think the story is very engaging. So you forget about everything. And then it's moving quick to the point where I think the story happens within like couple more several months but it felt like you see these people how they live their lives throughout high school their last senior year so it's just interesting to see that and then when you do pick up on the metaphor about what it's really about it just hits you really hard and like, oh wow and uh, they they don't blatantly say it but you can think about what's the metaphor about how these students are just randomly getting killed off one by one uh yeah you can check it out on uh, Paramount Plus right now, for, for, or you know, you pay for the su- subscription. The cover kind of reminds me of like those. I think it's like, like ten years ago. Or so you remember Warm Bodies? Yes, about yes, the zombie yes, exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought uh, it would be like something like. I mean, it's in the line of that, like that type of story, like the you mm-hmm. know they find each other and whatnot. Uh, you mentioned the cover. That cover looks really bad. Photoshop of the Charlie Plummer <laughs> character. I don't know. This is just mm-hmm. a thing I saw of the cover. His character, his face looks super exposed onto another face. It looks like a body. It looks weird, super weird. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's spontaneous on Paramount Plus. I don't know if Joel or Monique are you ever interested in these type of films? Uh, It actually sounds really interesting. I just don't want to get Paramount Plus. Okay, yes, (laughs) that makes sense. I don't actually know what's on there at the. I, I, uh, we, yeah, we have it too, but I actually haven't used it lately i think we uh, mostly you, use it for rupaul too that's the thing oh yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah Ru- rupaul drag race race is over there uh how about you monique does this interest you um it sounds interesting i mean i guess i'm not 
one to just watch people spontaneously <laughs> combust or blow up and stuff, but um, it sounds interesting. Yeah, when John told me about this premise, it immediately reminds me of an, I believe it's an X Files episode when teenagers were spontaneously like human combusts. And that scared, like, scarred me like my whole life because I always thought that was going to happen to me. Uh, but yeah, you can't believe everything that X Files tell you. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be horrible if I believe every single thing that X Files has told me. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to. I, I think I will watch it too. I'm a fan of like horror. I want to, always want to see a take of like rom com. I mean, assuming it's like a rom com. Yeah, like kind talking. of. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, how about you, you, Monique? I know you've watched something that doesn't have to do with like anything uh with spontaneous human combustion <laughs> but uh, something probably evil i guess you could say <laughs> yeah um i watched beyond evil which is a k-drama murder mystery on netflix um and the the quick background of the story is that there are these two cops well one is younger he just got um switched to this police station in this small town. And one of the main officers there was uh, a suspect in his sister's murder 20 20 or 21 years ago, but he wasn't found uh, guilty. And so now we as the audience have to watch them figure out is the officer the actual murderer of his sister or who who else could it have been is he innocent and all this stuff and so since it is a k-drama and like our main character one of our main characters is the uh, former suspect i don't think it's a spoiler to say that um you can probably expect that he didn't do it but just the road to get there it's um it's interesting (laughs) i mean i think it is entertaining because i i um generally for some reason i generally use these k-drama murder mysteries to like help me uh get through my treadmill exercises (laughs) um but um i thought it was interesting enough to keep watching um there's 16 episodes um and the acting is really good uh i think I just had a problem with how the mystery was unfolding in the beginning because because it just seemed like the story was just spinning its wheels for like a few too many episodes in the beginning and it was getting a little frustrating um but if you read a lot of reviews from a lot of like hardcore K drama watchers they really loved it so maybe i missed something i don't know but um Overall, I think it's pretty good. I would give it, I would still give it like an 8 out of 10, but um, just that first bit just kind of got on my nerves a bit. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I don't know anything about like with K-dramas, but there were two um, shows that my friends who watch K-dramas, they always recommend it to me because I love like murder mystery stuff. I want to ask if you've seen these two. It's Flower of Evil. Have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. And then the other one was um, Nobody Knows. 
that's oh. another one. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, I haven't seen that one either. If it's on other uh, streaming services like mm-hmm. Vicky or something, I haven't seen a lot of K dramas on those channels. Um, I have seen a lot of Chinese uh, like period dramas and stuff on those kind of channels because they aren't always on Netflix. Um, but I mostly just watch the ones that are on Netflix right now. I haven't ventured out yet. Yeah, Beyond Evil sounds interesting to me because I kind of like the whole like psych- psychological thriller and um, especially it kind of reminds me what you say, like majority of like American television shows with like uh, that has um, like the, um, what do you call it? Like uh, good guys versus bad guys. They always have like these two detectives trying to solve something and then mm-hmm. you know i don't know if this is this is not a spoiler like but one of them kind of knows more and whatnot so i'm thinking like true detectives and whatnot oh, so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah mm-hmm. um yeah thank you uh that's on netflix you said yes cool is do this you like recommend a, any oh gone oh is it a one and done season or is it like cliffhanger it might be someone else or something well it's a it is um, a one and done season in the sense that they solve the they solve all the mystery because because it ends up being like several parts of like the same mystery. It just goes down a rabbit hole of who is at the top of this chain of of murder. Um, but they solve it all in the one season. I don't know if they're going to make a second one since it was so popular. They might try to make a second one, I guess. But so far, it's just a one and done season. Okay. Uh, w- what would you recommend when it comes to like thrillers in K drama or any other K drama that you would like? Like, if I were to new be new to it, I do recommend Kingdom, uh, which is a zombie. I heard about horror. This. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, I will say, I guess along the lines of like, you know, we were talking about people exploding and stuff before as <laughs> as you can guess with zombies there's a lot of blood and killing and things like that so i'm surprised i watched it because i don't usually watch zombie things um but it's actually really engaging and um i like that it tells more of a story about um uh like like community like working together the importance of working with others and putting the main group over the top in fact a lot of korean dramas regardless of what time period it's in seems to be more about focusing on the the community versus the the capitalist the capitalist pigs at the top yeah so so i think that that's pretty interesting um kingdom is one um my country the new age is another period drama um and it's really sad like it got uh more sad than i expected it was going to get um but it's really it'll take you on a journey um two friends who actually three friends i guess uh who whose paths diverge all through the um I think it's like at the beginning of the Joseon era uh, and it's just how this new 
version of Korea is setting itself up with its new uh, uh, emperor and how these three characters find their way through this changing time and um, just all the sad stuff that prevents them from living the lives that they thought they were going to live. Um, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. Um, Cause this, I don't want to take too long. Oh, but, no, that's uh, fine. I think those two are good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are the two period ones that I've seen, but I, Oh, life. Uh, life is a good one. Um, I, I try to watch most of the ones about the, um, like about modern day uh, taking down people in business type yeah. of ones. Um, so anyway, uh, stuff like that is pretty good. Uh, life, voice, which has two seasons. Um and some other stuff that I can't see right now. But That's good. <laughs> I think that is yeah. a good list to start, especially like there, there's so much variations of the K drama. Uh, I feel like that's a good list for like listeners to start on. And then afterwards, they could probably explore on their own like things that they probably think like Kingdom is really cool. So now they're gonna go through like this other because I feel like. I get so overwhelmed when I see on Netflix when it comes to K dramas. Like I don't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, and then like my friends recommend stuff, and then like I watch a couple episodes, and I was oh this is cool. Then they rec- like they they watch they watch K dramas like they binge through everything. So um, it's pretty cool. And then I, I I love like it's available on Netflix. I remember like ten years ago you wouldn't even have this type of uh, category in Netflix. So it's cool mm-hmm. that uh, they're expanding uh, internationally too. Yep. Um, how about you, Joel? Uh, do, are you recommending something where uh, <laughs> that's not a K drama? I'm assuming. Uh, no. Um, what I thought was a K drama turned out to be a, a Japanese drama. Uh, so I can't give you any recommendations there. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I've been watching um, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Uh, it's a animated series that follows the elite, uh, the members of the elite group Clone Force ninety nine, and their escape from the Empire as the Empire is forming. It's right after um, uh, Attack of the Sith, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Wow, I should I'm getting things messed up here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a sequel to the Clone Wars animated series, and it's the best thing on Disney Plus. Um, I actively look forward to Fridays <laughs> just to watch this show. Um, I think it's great. Uh, I will say. Uh, I wonder it, that's what was it. Was it premiering the same time as like Loki was? I think it premiered like a couple weeks before oh, okay. Loki, because uh, I know they were like staggering, and then it was like. WandaVision, then it was Falcon Winter Soldier, and then in between uh, Loki and Winter Soldier was uh, Bad Batch, because I think it's they premiered on May 4th, uh, like that Star Wars day that they made up a couple of years to get to sell yes, yeah. merchandise. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's the reason why they had Loki on Wednesdays oh, yeah. instead of on Fridays, because to take away from the the Star Wars fandom. 
that they could watch on a Friday. I'm assuming. I I just actually just saved Loki for Fridays. Yeah, and just had like an hour or two of block of Disney uh, Plus in my life. Um, I love the show. I will say it's if you're new to like the Star Wars animated stuff, I would start with Clone Wars, um, be or actually the last season of Clone Wars, so you can like get introduced to these characters. Um, since it's following Clone Wars, though, you may want to start just with Clone Wars because they reference many things from Clone Wars. And right now they're referencing another show, Star Wars Rebels. So it's a world that's all been built into it. And it's from the same guy who did like the Mandalorian, all these sort of things. So he's just popular. He's just referencing and doing all these things. And it's it's great. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's not for beginners as much as I hate to say that. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's definitely a show uh, like once you watch a couple of them, you'll be like, I get this and I got that. Uh, or uh, I've been going to like Screen Crush on YouTube and they do like uh, all the Easter eggs and references mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. And you can just watch a video for every episode that you just watched. <laughs> That's what I do for everything, <laughs> for, for screen cr- crush. Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I do that too. Actually, <laughs> well, I kind of stopped doing it uh, during Loki, and then uh, like the, like the last episode, I was like, oh, I want to see what their opinion was on this. I only really watch the like reference videos. Anything with their fan theory thing, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm over it. Mm. I, I, that whole thing from uh, WandaVision, like, is it going to be this guy? And I'm like, I'm, I'm burnt out oh, yeah. on all of that. <laughs> I mean, it's not Mephesto. M- M- what is his oh, name? God. Uh, Mephesto. Or Mephesto. it wasn't the stork or something? <laughs> it wasn't the, the power broker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the Bad Bunch on Disney+. Plus. Wow, this is a ray of different stuff. Content, not content. I don't want to say use the word content, but uh, uh, things to watch over uh, the weekend that we could recommend. Uh, but I haven't done anything this past week. I mean, I did some things, but I don't really want to talk about it because I don't think they're worthy to talk about. Um, but we could go straight to our main discussion. Uh, this week's main discussion is Marvel Studios Loki. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. You're not big on trust, are you? You can trust me. Loki, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? That is a clip from the trailer of Loki. It's a television series on Disney+. Plus. You can stream it right now if you're subscribe to Disney Plus. Uh, all episodes were directed by Kate Heron, um, starring Tom Hiddleston, uh, Google Mbathra, uh, Wunmi Musaku, uh, Eugene Cardero, Tara Strong, Owen Wilson, and Sophia DiMartino. Uh, I know I'm missing one name in that. I'm missing a couple of names. In that you're, mi- you're missing a major name, Ben. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I don't want to spoil it right now. We'll get into spoiler territory later uh, when we do talk about spoilers. <laughs> but uh, we once again, we talked about Loki, like the first couple episodes, uh, like three, four, or five uh, episodes ago. So I'll go ahead and listen to that first if you want to know our initial reaction. Uh, we came back here, and uh, we, now we're going to talk about 
the finale and overall our thoughts. Uh, I'll start with you, John. Uh, what's your thoughts about Loki? Uh, so, like, coming... No, no spoilers yet. Okay. Let's, 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 coming yeah. into it, I think in the first episode, I really liked it uh, a lot, especially, like, the production of it. And I think it's the best, best produced Marvel show. It still is for me. Um, they, like, the costume designs, everything. Like, even when they do certain episodes to show other variants of Loki, that was kind of cool and whatnot. Um, overall, I like the series more than the other previous ones, the uh, WandaVision, if we're comparing the, it. The Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney yeah. Plus ones. Yeah. Um, uh, like, er, for all those other two, I felt like the last couple ones always, like, dipped a little bit, or it was too much. Last couple episodes? Uh, for those, those series, for um, yeah. the other two Disney Plus. But I think this one mostly landed for me <laughs> for overall like what i expected and whatnot especially all the things that we learned in the first episode on our in that episode we initially talked about just hearing mostly from monique about theories and even amy when they talk about stuff and like visually what you see in certain the credit scene and how it kind of pay, pays off and how what people expected kind of what we expected did happen um the last episode was a lot to listen to like just a lot of dialogue and i i actually enjoyed it just to hear the dialogue between the uh, that certain person <laughs> who's talking it's almost just... uh the certain or we could we could probably say he who remains oh uh, uh their montage i guess you oh yeah say. yeah monologue you mean <laughs> yeah. monologue, monologue yeah, yes, monologue, yes, yes, yeah. So his monologue basically uh i enjoyed it I'll, only because i enjoyed the actor too so i was like oh that's cool um yeah, and then uh, overall, I think the story wraps up well with Loki and uh, Siv. What's her name? Oh, God. Right Sylvia. Now, Sylvia. 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 I don't know why they think Siv. Uh, Sylvia. Uh, um, Sylvie? Selvie. Selvie. Not Sylvia. There's an E, not A. Uh, Selvie. Um, and then even with the TVA and whatnot. Uh, really surprised there's a second season. <laughs> I don't know why I thought going into this will be like WandaVision. Where it's like kind of like a its own little story but this one literally leads into another season so i was like oh, okay or it's expected to be another season not a movie i guess like <laughs> uh why not and then of course like what mostly people watch these for if you're like uh into the mcu to see what how how will it affect the mcu um it yeah this is like one of those big ones where it's like oh wow this is just happening i want to see what happens after this now like just to see how they can bring other properties or other characters into this now because it's basically just bust the door wide open. It's like anything's possible now. Like wherever you want, we can do it. Uh, we can maybe retcon some things and then change some things because this happened. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, Tom Hillison's good uh, and Sophia uh, DiMartino. I enjoyed both of their performances. Um just weird, like after these, how what happens to them in the ending with those two characters, uh, relationship wise, and just thinking about if I had a variant, would I do that <laughs> to myself? I don't know. It was just, I don't know if in this weird territory about it's like, I don't know, it's just very, very weird. <laughs> I, 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 watching it, Ajay and I, my partner is like, I don't know if I will do that <laughs> i don't know huh? I, I'll, in spoilers we'll talk about more it's just very weird i don't know uh but yeah that's it 
how about your, you, Monique? How, what's your thoughts? And I think you brought up some theories that uh, I don't want to spoil it yet, but that came true in, in this uh, uh, in, in this season. Yeah, um, I'm I'm glad that that panned out. Um, I just felt that that was just too obvious um, for it not to. But <laughs> I was still um, after you know seeing everyone talk about. Mephisto the last time, um, and even though I'm, I don't really know a lot about Mephisto, so I wasn't really like, you know, up on that. But um, just seeing people be like, I can't say this is who this is because about Mephisto, um, I was just like, well, I'm glad something happened for everybody. But um, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really good. I thought this was one of the best. Uh, well, actually, I thought it was the best. Uh, Marvel Disney Plus series so far. Um, I did like One Division until, well, I'll say I like most of it. The finale was kind of lackluster um, and unsatisfying with how they made Wanda's character, well, how they made Wanda not face any repercussions for her her actions. Um, which you would think she should, because she was the villain of her own story. But um, in any case, I thought that um, I thought this did the job of, you know, sticking the landing, as everybody has been saying online, that the other two uh, Disney Plus Marvel series hasn't fully done yet. Um, and so I think from the set design, uh, which is, I, I love, you know, retro stuff. Um, and like this whole, they referenced Mad Men a lot and um, just 60s office design, late 60s, 70s office design. I love that they went that route, which is something we haven't seen in Marvel yet. Actually, a lot of what was shown is just stuff we haven't seen in Marvel, period. And mm-hmm. so I like how inventive it was how out of the box it was, how it didn't stick to the, what's now the traditional like Marvel look for things. Um, it, it just gave me an actual story, which is something that I've been hoping for. The biggest critique that I have for Marvel is that to me, as someone who hasn't read a lot of the comic books growing up, it just seems like there's just a lot of stacking the deck or, um, moving the the chess pieces for here's what this movie is going to lead into next and it kind of makes you almost not care about the plot sometimes because it's just about what's coming next and that's not what i watch a movie or a tv show for and so i'm glad that it just stuck to its uh story which is we're going to talk about loki and what makes loki um you know, this popular character and what makes him uh, work. And so I'm glad that they stuck to that, that they had philosophical elements, that they gave me things to think about, that they entertained, and that it was just overall enjoyable. It was just uh, great television. I agree. It is. It was great television. Uh, how about you, um, Joel? Do you agree? It's great television. What's your I thoughts was, about 
it, it was great television. Uh, Monique kind of uh, took some one of like my big talking point. So give me a second here. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, as a Captain America fan, I can't say that it was the best thing there because my my bias is really high. But it was the best Marvel uh, TV show out um, so far. I will say uh, the production design reminded me of Doctor Who in a good way. Uh, I feel like it um, it's like they took every season of Doctor Who they could get their hands on and kind of just went, I like that. I like that. And kind of like put it into something different. Um, The the thing I liked the most about it was it it really did feel like it was setting up for its own story. uh, Pretty much piggybacking on what Monique said. it's really hard to not talk about this and not yes. talk about spoilers. So yeah. if I'm kind of bouncing around, uh, forgive me. Um, it did something that I think uh, I have to give it high praise for. I wasn't really a big Loki fan. And at the end of it, I really came to like the character enough to go out and buy the comics. So if I'm, you know, I, I want to spend more time with this guy now that I like this guy or gal um because i bought both versions of the of the comics that i was just like look you guys did something really well because even though i enjoy tom hiddleston's work and i'm gonna go ahead and plug this if you have a chance to see the night manager please do He's oh yes, amazing yeah. in that. yeah um do but it, it turned how i felt about a character of being like okay it's just the annoying guy in a thor movie to like i can't i can't wait to see what happens to this guy uh so i give them high praise for that yeah i'll be in this i'm gonna be really quick so you go to spoilers but i'm in the same boat as everyone else i think by far this is my favorite disney plus marvel studios uh produced television show and i think all of these television shows although um uh, some of them lack like some uh how, how I move? Oh, some of the, I, I guess i'm gonna start with that they all brought some depth I guess you could say that we all like yearn for like from like the films that we didn't get. Um, but like with the MCU, we got WandaVision that was like about grief and sort of like P- PTSD. And then like Falcon Winter Soldier, they kind of explored, sort of explored. I, I, I Although uh, I didn't stick to Lanny, but they did explore like racism and fascism in that uh, television show. Uh, as far as they could push it, I guess you could say. And then with Loki, for me, it's that whole, like, I think there's this thing when he talks about free will and determinism and how that things like that for like, a, I feel like when a child watches it or like, a, or like probably not a child, I don't know if they would watch this, but as a teenager, you're probably going to think about that too and whatnot. <laughs> like the, how philosophical this all is with this television show, like, I really appreciate that. They did bring something to that table. It kind of reminds me how when I watched The Good Place, they brought up the same sort of uh, themes on that show. And and this show, they they kind of like nailed it in, in a way. Uh, I'm going to praise the same way as uh, everyone else on this podcast, where it like the set design, everything about it, the aesthetics is really well done. I love the look of Miss Minute, the Tara Strong's character. Oh, mm-hmm. I really love that whole design and when it pops out, 
there was a little bit of a jump scare in the last episode of that character. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I think everyone brought their A game. Uh, I there's a there's a um, the, the, about Owen Wilson's character. Like in the I think in the bit when I first heard he was announced to play a character in the MCU. I was thinking, oh, it's just Owen Wilson playing himself. He kind of does play as himself, but it brings a little like quirkiness to it about his like the way he speaks, the the type of mannerisms he brings uh, to this uh, show. I really loved. Um, but yeah, like all praise for like Tom Hiddleston and Sophie uh, DiMartino. Uh, I think they brought their again playing different variants of Loki was really cool to see and just having. To say like there's different variants for any character is going to be cool to see later on. I guess I'm hinting. Uh, other than that, I really love it. Um, it's my favorite television show when it comes to Disney Plus. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to go to spoilers. Um, I'll probably give us about 15 minutes of spoilers. I'll ask uh, John: Is there anything you would like to bring to the table when it comes to spoilers? Uh, just Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like when. They introduce him. Uh, I didn't know what route they'll do. He's in the comic. I don't know this character too that well, Kang the Conqueror. I have to read up on him. I didn't know he's like a time traveling villain and whatnot. Kind of makes sense with what he can do, especially in the finale, how he knows everything and whatnot. But I think his performance is really good. Like they got the good, a gr- great actor to p- portray this villain. Hopefully, this villain lasts long enough, not just like a one and done. Like I want him to be the big bad either as a Loki character or as the Thanos threat of the MCU because I think his power can be everywhere like if they want to because there's different variants of him now out there it will be pretty cool just to see different versions of this form maybe like you know like what they did with the Loki the comic book version the old man in one of the series like the comic book accurate version we'll see the blue face version of him and uh, uh, whatnot. I, I'm not expecting that. I'm, I'm not like one of those people like, oh, keep him in the makeup. Uh, I just want to see Jonathan Majors all in the different roles like how Loki did in this series with the uh, various roles he did. Well, I think he only did like one or two, right? Like not, not two different uh, different Lokis, but but yeah, just that, that like him int- got introduced to the MCU and looking forward, I guess, to Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's why I've heard, heard that he's in. So yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? (laughs) Um, I think they did something that is very true to the comics where they sneak in the starter, the start of like this crossover event into like one comic that you don't really read Mm -hmm, or you read and you go, wait, is this going to be something? And it becomes (laughs) something that having, what's it, what's it, uh, Jonathan, what's his name again? Majors. Majors. Majors be this big bad and be the early version of this guy who's going to be Kang the Conqueror, or at least that's what Marvel's telling us he's going to be. Mm. Um, And something like that, that I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Ant-Man 3 was going to be a thing. (laughs) I have to go see Ant-Man 3 now. Um, All the time that uh, Jonathan Majors uh, was on screen, I was captivated by it. I have yet to see the last man in the last black man in San Francisco. I really, really love that film. (laughs) Like I, I tried to give uh, what's it uh, something country a shot, and I I just came in very Lovecraft Country. Yeah, Lovecraft Country. I was very confused, but I will say to its credit, 
I watched the second or third episode and didn't watch the pilot. So I will now have oh, wow. to see that. Really? You should watch the pilot. It's really, really it's a, one of the best pilots I've seen okay. for a television show. <laughs> this is just one of those things where I was home. It was on HBO at the time. And I was like, I keep hearing about this thing. So now I'm interested in seeing what he does. Uh, I'm very, I mean, I was, I grew up reading comic books. So I'm always going to be interested in this stuff. But I had kind of been burnt out with the MCU after Endgame. And the other two shows were fine. I enjoy those characters. But this has definitely got me like, well, um, I'm in. Um, <laughs> I'm back in the I'm back in the game. So I give him that. Uh, my I'm gonna say this. My big thing has been like the last episode well, second to last episode where the Thanos copter showed up and I was like really hyped for that and all the Easter eggs was really cool. Uh, I don't know if you covered in the last one, so I'm just gonna throw that in there. But thing from this last episode that really kind of threw me was when the two Lokis kissed. I was yes, like, yeah, that's this, what I was talking about. <laughs> like, this this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. This, this ain't it. It's like, um, would you k- kiss your variant version of yourself? It feels weird. Super weird. I don't know. <laughs> I I just don't think they had... If, if they were going to kiss, they should have kissed like when they were in the previous episode at like... In the blanket, yeah. talking about what they wanted, because this one just was like, oh, this, I don't know what you thought this was going to happen, Loki, but she obviously is not into you like that. No. Like, it was so... It sort of follows that trope, oh, of Loki. before I leave, I have to kiss oh, her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before I do my, uh, the, my, you know... Sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, eh, that doesn't work. And um, one of my... A guy I write with, we got into this interesting debate with the last five minutes of the show. Did our Loki get moved into another dimension, mm-hmm. as he was saying, or did the timeline shift once she killed them? Uh, he, what's it, uh, he remains. Kang. Yeah, he remains, Kang, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm like, this could have been one season and then just led into Ant-Man 3, but now I'm like, I got to see... If it's another dimension, has the timeline shifted? I'm really excited to see this. Um, also, anytime like the villain wins in these things, and I'll, before he wins, gives off like a monologue, I'm always into it. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I enjoyed this final episode probably more than anything in this entire show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Monique? What, what's your thoughts of this uh, overall? The, if you have any like spoilers and whatnot. Um. Well, I guess, first of all, um, I guess the first non-spoiler thing I have to say is uh, when uh, Miss Minutes was brought up in the conversation um, a few minutes ago, I I don't know how I completely forgot how scared I was <laughs> yes, when yeah. I watched, because I was watching on my phone um, and, and like a, I guess, like a true fan, I was like staying up to like two or three in the morning on the uh on central time, the central time zone, staying up at all times of night, trying to watch the latest episodes. And so when this one came out, I was on my phone. My phone was like at my face because I wasn't wearing no. my glasses in my bed. <laughs> and so <laughs> just seeing this menace just like pop on the screen in my face, I was just waves of fear. It was just like, oh my gosh. And, um, I nearly dropped my phone because <laughs> oh, no. what happened. But, um, but anyway, that was like that's the one jump scare everyone keeps talking about. Where it's like universally, everyone's like, "That was horrifying. Never do that again." <laughs> but um, uh, so it was successful. But um, I thought that uh, 
the whole series, or particularly this episode, was really good. I have to um, agree kiss at the end because it's like I've been debating with myself if I've wanted to see them kiss if I even agree with the relationship I don't I don't know how I feel about it because on the one hand it's like I get that it's a literal representation of like of having actual like self-love for yourself Mm -hmm. like actually caring about yourself and like I I get that that's a literal representation of of this that, that, that this relationship is a literal representation of that but at the same time it's also like what what is it though like when now that it's like literal like what is what does being in in romantic love with your variant what does that mean and i just think that that's confusing and um i think it's interesting that there's like a clear divide it seems like people do not know how to feel about <laughs> this part of the um, show and I guess that's by design because that's uh, the the writers and uh, the people behind the show keep talking about how everyone's trying to figure out how they feel about it uh, how how they're watching the fans trying to figure out how they feel about it so um, I guess that's just part of what makes a Loki a Loki is yeah confusing <laughs> and weird but um, I I think overall that Jonathan Majors um really uh brought his a game to this uh finale um because i think as i've been hearing on a lot of podcasts about loki um that it is i agree with their sentiments that it is really risky to like have the entire last episode of your show introduce a new character that even if you have been building up to them like we haven't seen them and to have the whole episode just be them essentially talking um and your main characters not really saying much and just watching this new character talk is really a risk in terms of storytelling because you have to make sure that the audience is immediately engaged with that character but um Thankfully, they they got an actor who was able to engage us uh, as soon as he got on screen, and I, I'm just I'm I'm just astounded by um, the levels that Jonathan Majors took the character um, because I didn't know what I was gonna see. I even as I was watching the performance, I was like, "What is happening right now?" Um, but I just think that he really hit home how intense and how scary Kang is going to be for the next phase of the MCU. And um, with him, you know, basically smirking at death and saying, see you soon. And, oh, you know, yeah. not not being so, like, he wasn't afraid <laughs> of dying. He was just like, okay, all right, I'll see you later. And um, so you're just like, well, what's going to happen now? Like if he's that cool about his demise at this point, clearly something worse is coming. And it's just, he put a lot of fear into his like kind of jovial off kilter uh, characterization. And so the fact that he was able to have that through line of fear and like really make people afraid, really make the audience afraid of what's going to happen next. I think that's really successful. Um, is there anything else I wanted to add? Um, oh, also, again, the set design is just great um, because there was um, 
I immediately like noticed how the the obsidian looking palace um was repaired with gold like a uh, kintsugi um a japanese technique of repairing things with like uh liquid gold mm. and um i just think that that's such a great metaphor for how this whole series is about putting broken things back together and even um renslayer tells mobius in an earlier episode how he likes fixing broken things or he likes you know helping broken things and people and so it's just this whole series is just about broken people trying to fix themselves um and that also i guess means to that end that if kang's citadel is this broken thing that's fixed then he's also broken too um but he thinks that the way to fix himself is to suppress all his other forms um so again i guess to sum up i just think that this series is really interesting in how it deals with not just the philosophical parts but how it deals with psychology because it's really dealing with how a broken individual goes through all these different lengths to try to fix themselves and they either do bad things to fix themselves like loki or like sylvie when she opened the multiverse thinking that killing kang was going to help her or um it's through trying to fix yourself through good ways like with mobius always questioning and you know believing in people and trying to do what he thinks is right everyone's trying to do what they think is right but it turns out that some quote-unquote right decisions leads to awful villainous things so i just think that's really interesting i yeah i i think it's also interesting because I think that's what we were discussing earlier, like the depth that this goes to and how I would want to see Jonathan Major, like, uh, I guess, act like the uh, different variations of, uh, of, of, of um, what's his name? Kang? Is his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kang. <laughs> I think hiring Jonathan Majors to do this role, you could get different types of, you know, his performances um like not just this performance we saw in the finale but also like probably one of his variants are not like this or he's a little bit more kind and whatnot um Mm -hmm. i think there's one like a theory i was thinking about i don't know if this was probably out on the internet too but like how his variation or his uh his version of Kang in the quantum mania, the, the new Ant-Man and Watch movie could be killed in that movie. But then you have another variant coming along later on because there's, you know, they're gonna, literally going to be thousands of them. Uh, so it's going to be cool to see how he's going to uh, give different, you know, uh, variations of this part uh, to the MCU. Yeah. And uh, he's looking forward to it. <laughs> he's literally hit the jackpot in yes. terms of MCU characters. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In terms of he like pull- making money he'll just have money rolling in all the time yeah yeah in the next 10 to 15 years they could bring this character up and uh and he's still young enough to play this character throughout his whole life (laughs) he can play old version of him later on so yeah (laughs) he's doing what doctor the doctor who series has always done with that doctor Uh the, the doctor character but you know how like they always hire different 
uh, variation of that, uh, yeah. that character in each uh, series or uh, season. So that's kind of cool that he, yeah, he, you're right. He, he hit the jackpot with this character <laughs> and giving his talents and how, how like his charisma, it's like everyone's going to be captivated, even if he's like a villain. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest part about this. Like, I, I won't be surprised if they later on uh, have a variant of him being like a good uh, Kang or somewhat like someone that mm-hmm. actually tries to uh, benefit with the the MCU and whatnot. Um, yeah, looking forward. Uh, that's our thoughts for Loki, uh, the television series. Uh, I think we praise the series, so we highly recommend it. Um, and it's one of those series where I would you recommend? So that, that's the thing I'm always going back and forth is that as a casual viewer of the MCU, do they have to invest themselves in these television shows because they give so much depth and so much of like, what's the next phases. Do you guys recommend uh, watching these shows uh, or just, you can just watch the MCU movies. Um, I know they're all supposed to be all continuous, but I know some people probably can't uh, get Disney plus and whatnot. I would recommend this one over. I didn't mean to cut anybody off, but yeah, um, I would recommend this one over the other two. This one feels like the least. If you've seen Avengers, I mean, literally, they give you a wrap up. They even give you a quick montage of what his life would have been or what his life was in the MCU. So they give you everything you need in that pilot that you could come in cold and pretty much pick up everything outside of maybe his relationship with Thor and Ragnarok. I, I don't I think this one is built for casual fans or newbies as opposed to uh, Scarlet WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier. Cool. How about you, Monique? You think the same way? Yeah, I agree. Um and I think that's also what makes it a uh what makes it one of the more successful ones is that it is actively trying to bring in new people who are just casually interested and they don't have to watch anything else because I I actually haven't watched Thor to Dark World <laughs> and so I just I just know about it from what my brother has said because he's watched all these movies and so um I I got everything I needed. I don't need to know anymore. I can just go on with what I know now and like follow this character. And um I think that that's really, that's really great because um, with the MCU, again, like one of my biggest, uh, another one of my, um, I guess, pet peeves kind of is that sometimes, sometimes you don't feel like watching all these movies to to know one thing about (laughs) something that's going to happen in in a future movie. And um, if you don't feel like investing in all of that, because it gets expensive and it's just a lot of time. Like um, you can just watch this thing that is interesting. You can get caught up and you can enter the MCU there instead of having to go all the way back and watch Iron Man one to know what's going to happen in in game at the, at the two hour mark of in game. And so, um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and I'm assuming John, you agree too. Yes, I agree. The... Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, that is on Disney Plus. Loki. Um, before we go, John, where can they find you on um, the interweb? 
Uh, you can find me on my YouTube page, uh, by Arts, and check out the date night videos that Audrey and I, my partner, play video games or play games together. And uh, it's funny if you guys want to hear us banter. <laughs> uh, how about you, Monique? Um, you can find me at uh, Monique Blacknet on Twitter. Um, my website, uh, Just Add Color, is also on Twitter at ColorWebMag, and it's also at ColorWebMag on Facebook and Instagram. And how about you, Joel? Um, you can find me at MillionDollarUnderwearZine.com. Uh, we haven't updated in a while, but look out soon. We will. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BingerNabaya. You can find all of our episodes of the Freaking Awesome podcasts on thefreakingawesome.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at tfa now like us on facebook follow us on facebook at the freaking awesome and join our discord server uh on the show's link uh please subscribe rate and comment on the apple podcast and google play if you have any concerns or comments or corrections contact uh email us at context at thefreakingawesome.com uh thank you again monique joel uh, for joining us I'm Benjamin Abaya. I'm John Abaya. I'm Monique Jones. I'm Joel Barber. And this has been the Freaking Awesome Podcast.